Hello and welcome once again to The Authority of Love. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and we're at midweek. This is Wednesday of this week with uh, our interviews with Mr. Jeff Rogers. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Right. <laughs> you can, Jeff's agreeing, right? I hope you are. Uh, now, again, you can check those all out on the WJMM.com, their site. Go to the podcast tab near upper right corner. Click on Love and Lordship links you'll find today and the previous two days. So you would get Mondays, Tuesdays, and today with Jeff. Uh, you can also visit and find that at loveandlordship.podbean.com and many other podcasts with our ministry, as well as videos at vimeo.com forward slash loveandlordship.com. So appreciate you joining us, and we want to welcome Jeff Rogers back again. Thank you, Jeff, for being with us. My pleasure. A lot of great stuff here. here. We've talked about yeah, photography sure and world travel and safari and father wounds mm -hmm. and all of these things. But we sort of transitioned yesterday a little bit into how all of this, you see all of it as ministry. Mm -hmm. And oh, you've right. actually been ordained and a pastor in church, right? Mm -hmm. Churches, maybe. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I know there is a, there's another thing that you've done that is a beautiful ministry that includes your photography. Talk about that. Yeah, it's called A Million God Stories. And so Pam Von Arsel had started something called AmillionGodStories.com. And her desire was to, for people to write a testimony, have a picture, put it on a website, and literally get a million God stories, where places where God intervened in your life, and you can give him credit and glory for that. So that's been going really well uh, in just a few years. But what she had found was that time and time again, a lot of the amazing testimonies she was getting was people that had actually met Christ in, in prison. And so we launched a magazine called Ring and Robe, uh, for these prisoners, yes. ring and robe, and so they're actually, uh, they met Jesus in prison, they're out doing their own thing now, but they're out doing ministry or whatever, but much different people than they were before, and so we're trying to get an edition or a magazine in every single state. Missy and I leave in a couple of weeks to go to New Mexico, because we got a lead on people up there. Okay. So right. we've got their stories, and so we will go so that I can photograph them and do a portrait of them. And then we print a magazine, and then the magazines go back into the prisons. Oh, so yeah. current prisoners yeah. get to read how these guys found a way out and yeah. how Jesus had given them a new life and, and just shows them what they're doing. Because, you know, as we were talking about the father wound yesterday, many of these guys and, and gals, uh, they didn't have the home life you and I were blessed to have. And they may not have had a father in the picture whatsoever. Yeah, right. And so they've never been fathered until now they have their heavenly father. Right. And so anyway, by using a million God stories as a vehicle for evangelism, I get to use my photography for that as well, uh, just to tell the redeeming story of, of, of God's grace. Well, that's awesome because one of the, the, God's word says that one of the ways that his word spreads is the testimony of our word. Oh, yeah, the, the word of the, yeah. the, the faith that we have, and yeah. you're hearing these people, their lives uh -huh. have been completely turned around. And when others read of that, it gives them hope. Yeah, and it, it's like my uh, my wife's work. She's an emergency room physician. Mm -hmm. She comes home, it's like we say at our house all the time, you cannot make this stuff up. Well, the stories, <laughs> you know, that whatever happens at her work, you can't make up because right. of the predicaments people right. get themselves in. Sorry, it's not funny, but it's no, funny. No. Um, yes, yes. But the same way with these prisoners, these stories of people, how they land in jail and what they've done, it's like you cannot make this stuff no. up, what's happened to them and what they've done. Yeah. and but especially how Christ has redeemed all of that. Well, and that so. connects. That's what a testimony does, just like a comedian. But a testimony, you talk about being funny, because yeah. even when it's not, it is sometimes. Yeah. 
because the testimony is go truth is stranger than fiction. Absolutely. And, and so yeah. we go, wow. And God says, I use that. Yeah. When I work in your life, your story helps another person maybe connect with me. That's the way he does it. That's why we've talked about many times, yeah. uh, not only the church and the body of Christ, mm -hmm. but discipleship mm -hmm. among fellow believers is so important. And we're going to get into that as well. Uh, by the way, in love and lordship and uh, with the authority of love, we've done prison ministry mm -hmm. here in this area. And uh, it's amazing some of the stories that come out of that. Uh, some don't get it. And we can't force it on anyone. God's love is never forced. But when they're at that moment, oftentimes you find they're at their, their, their most painful, they're broken, they're needy. It's one of the greatest opportunities for absolutely. the gospel today is when people are in prison. Yeah, yeah. So and, and, God and, bless you for doing that. Well, and not and not even just a prison of bars. Yeah. You find the same type of thing when they're in the prison of addiction, yeah, of pornography, or, or yep. drugs, or alcohol, when they're broken. I've had many sit right in this room, Jeff, and talk about, I'm, I'm literally broken. Yeah. They're not in jail, yeah. but they are. Yeah. You know. So kudos for you to for doing that and with, with Pam. Uh, for those stories out there, and particularly those ones that will impact those that have been incarcerated, oh, yeah. been tied in prison. God, God never gives up on us. No, ever. He, he uses it all. Yeah, yeah, He does. So with that in mind, I want to transition, because that's sure. really a transition from world travel and safaris and photography, which you do all as ministry, mm -hmm. uh, pointing to the Creator, not just the creation, but the Creator and the order behind it, the beauty behind it is God Himself. Um, Take us into some of the other areas of ministry that you do. Uh, you mean like Wellspring? Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Yes. <laughs> There's a little thing, yeah. yeah. About yeah. 10 years ago, my wife and I began, uh, along with the board of directors, began something called Wellspring Prayer Center. And, you know, everybody loves prayer. Everybody thinks prayer is a good idea, but how often do people really pray? <laughs> right, right. And so what we have done is we've carved out a little space and invited other people from a variety of different churches that leave their denominations at the door, and they bring Jesus in with them. And so it's not a public prayer meeting, but it's a place for you to have a private time of prayer with two or three prayer ministers that have been trained okay. that'll spend 20 to 30 minutes typically praying with you about whatever your need may happen to be. Okay. So we've been doing that now for 10 years, and it's just amazing, Greg. In um, the first three years, with just a business card that had the name and the date where this occurs, that and a Facebook page, in three years we had 3,500 prayer encounters with people. Oh, wow. Uh, some of those were, repeat, were repeats, but 3,500, and we stopped counting after that, you know? Yeah. And so it's just amazing how desperate people are for prayer. And we believe, in, we believe fully in healing prayer, but yes. healing can look like a lot of things. The most important one is spiritual healing, yes. where people actually accept Jesus, and we've had not enough, but we certainly have had people accept Jesus and right. walk out with a new life and a new heart. But a second part of that is more when you're talking about the freedom problem mm -hmm. that people mm -hmm. are in bondage. Yeah. Uh, we pray for emotional or what's called inner healing for people. Mm -hmm. A lot of times uh, with uh, trauma or events of the past that have just been kind of shut down, you know, they may be walking around in a 63-year-old body, but yet something happened when they were 12 or yes. 6 or whatever, yes. and it stunted their growth emotionally and spiritually too in some cases. And so we believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that, I've read that somewhere. Yes, yeah. And that, uh, uh, that Jesus can and still wants to heal those broken places and uh -huh. suck the pain and the poison out of that. And yeah. so you still have full memory about what happened, but there's no longer pain attached to it. Right. 
And actually, that was my first introduction. We were talking about father wounds yes. and some troubles at church and uh -huh. conflicts and things like that. That was the first. I mean, I didn't believe any of this stuff until I'd actually encountered uh, what had taken place. And the Lord just totally turned my life upside down. Yeah. It was just really amazing. And then the last is for physical healing. Right. We have a lot of people come. Uh, for physical healing. Uh, we've had a lot of people that have had uh, issues of infertility. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a big deal. It's a big deal. Yes, yes. And so there are a lot of different that and then cancer reports where people have gotten scans. There's nothing, sorry, there's nothing we can do. And so they'll come and pray. And, and you know, this is not 100%. It, it, we do our part and we let the yes and the no and, and the maybe, we'll leave that up to the Lord. But we do what we can, so it's just been it's just been so incredibly rewarding and, and rich to be able to bless people that way. Absolutely, my wife and I got to go and be a yeah, part of that once yeah. too, and we continue to pray and, and pray for it and 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 with you all. Mm -hmm. But here's another thing that I want to share, and I want you to speak to this. When people ask me to pray for healing, because mm -hmm. I grew up in this in, in that type of church too, wonderful people, mm -hmm. love the Lord, uh, limited we all are to mm -hmm. some degree, um, but really limited. Uh, what I think the scripture talks about the work of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in many ways. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that yeah. happened. I do know the enemy had a plan, a plan in that and a, and, a, and a hand in that still does. But one of the things that I say to people when I, because you alluded to this and it made me think of it. Mm -hmm. When people ask me to pray for healing, mm -hmm. whatever, can we talk about those different things, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, relational, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, strongholds, addictions, yeah. oh, bondages, yeah, sure. right? Um, I will share with them, listen, do you know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I ask. Yeah. And if they do, I'll go, then Then we got to start from the scriptural truth that says you're already saved and healed. By his stripes, you are. Past, present, and future, right. you're already healed. It's, right. Isaiah said yep. that. Yep. Peter repeated it. Yep. And um, so we're going to pray believing that you already are. Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask people this, do, do you, what would require more faith? Mm -hmm. Because if the Lord wants to do this, we're going to do two things. We're going to pray in faith, but we're also going to pray the thing that brings him the most glory. Because mm -hmm. Jesus even said that. He said, this, the, the parent, or, nor him sin, this was done so that you would see the glory of God. Yeah, that's a hard scripture. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. But he said it. Right. And there's a lot of scriptures like that. And we tend to try and put it in our mind and go, how does that work for us? No. Sometimes we just have to say, by faith, he said it. I'm going to live by it. Yeah. You know? So anyway, they'll say this. And I want to get your thoughts on it. And I will go, so number one, uh, we're going to pray in faith that, that if you truly believe that it's already happened, but which would require more faith, number two, for you to see it happen right here, for someone to be healed of cancer, or for them to go and have that ultimate healing with the Lord? Which one's going to require more faith? Yeah. And invariably, they have to say, well, yeah, it would require more faith for me to believe that they went on to heaven and be with the Lord and are now ultimately healed, mm -hmm. which we believe as Christians, Absolutely. right? And so I go, well, then God didn't lie. That's why I'm saying all this. I want you to understand that in his loving, gracious, compassionate truth, he did what was best. And the only way it brings him glory is if you continue to walk in that faith. Mm -hmm. Do you know where they are? Mm -hmm. And that kind of thing. What are your thoughts on that uh, as far as healing goes and what you've dealt with and, yeah, you know, well, over I, and over again? You know, I 
grew up in a background where, and even when I was ordained, I never believed God doesn't do that anymore. Right, we, right. It was never really spoken, I think, from the pulpit, but it was just kind of understood right, that. Right. But I, I believe in the fullness of the gospel, yes. and uh, I, I continued to not believe that until I saw somebody healed right yes. in front of me. Yes. Uh, I saw a nurse that had been on a mission trip. She had messed up her back two or three years before. Another lady, this was like at a workshop thing, another lady had never prayed for anybody for healing before. Uh, and someone else, they pray for this lady in like two minutes time, this lady's healed and walking around and stuff. And it's yeah. just like, whoa, well, the devil didn't do that, you know. Right. Right. Lord, what right. are you up to? And so yes. it just totally blew my mind, and I began to open up. Um, I thought I knew the scriptures well, but I had a sort of a slanted perspective on them. Right. You know, there's no time stamp on any of this stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and another part of this is, and this is unfortunate. Again, I'm grateful for the church I grew up in. But I was probably in my mid-30s before I ever heard a sermon on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And, and you heard so, me talk about that a moment ago, yeah. the power of the Holy Spirit in all of this. Yeah, yeah. and it's just, he's kind of an unknown yeah. part of the Godhead. You yeah. know, the Holy Spirit's got a lot more playtime now. There's a lot yeah. more songs. Yes. And people are starting to open up and talk more about that. And yeah. so, um, anyway, I'm just... Uh, uh, the Lord continues to expand my yeah. understanding yeah. of who and he mine is as well. And, and, and we want to pick up on that tomorrow because I want to hear some stories about that okay. and how we've learned about the Holy Spirit, prayer, sure. uh, faith, all, all of those kind of things. So how can they connect with you with Wellspring? Yeah, we have uh, wellspringprayercenter.org. Okay. And then also the email that comes to me is info at wellspringprayercenter.org just spell it all out yep .org yep. info at wellspringcenter.org well, wellspring, so, wellspring prayer, prayer center. center wellspring prayer center thank you thank you for org. correcting that yeah. so we're at the end of our time today but we're going to be back tomorrow so join us again invite family friends loved ones and enemies to join us again thank you thanks for your prayers thanks always to the Lord make it a great day and God bless in Christ stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to the Authority of Love